What up, beautiful people, and welcome back to another wonderful episode of the Afternoon Series. I am one of the two hosts, the uglier one, Nate Jackson, and the beautiful one across from me is... Brittany Free. Hey. Hey. Let's dive in it. What did the five fingers say to the face? Keep my wife's name out your motherfucking mouth. <laughs> That's what the five fingers said. The slap heard around the world. Let's talk about them, them Oscars and that Oscar slap. Really? I think it was more like the slap seen around the world and not so much heard. Mm-hmm. It didn't really give a slap sound, did it? It was more it? of a thud. It was yeah. like palm on jaw. Yeah, It was more palm, I feel like. Yeah. I mean, it knocked. It was a slap that knocked somebody a whole two steps. It sounded like a punch, but it was definitely... It open. was open-handed, yeah. for sure, because it was meant to be disrespectful. I I really want to like talk about his like posture. Like he he walked up to him, mm-hmm. stood with his feet like open, squared himself up, yeah, mm-hmm. and then followed through the hip, cocked hit. back, mm-hmm. slapped, and then he had his other hand like ready, like. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. A lot of the heat from that slap was taken off because he was bent at the elbow. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I saw I saw the slap in slow motion. He drew it back. Now, had he kept that thing extended and swung through, it would have been all hips and shoulders on that. Okay. But he bent it oh. at the elbow, so it became mostly arm, and then his body just did a move. That's Ooh. why Chris Rock was able to eat the slap mm-hmm. instead of... Us going to commercial and then picking him up off the ground while Will yes. Smith walked away. Okay, he which he did. He, he ate it. Yeah, he ate it. And then he did. He like kind of kept his hands behind his back, like he maintained composure. Which bravo! How do you not square up after that? It looked like he was in a state of shock because yeah. the next two lines he said were just assessing what happened. Which Will Smith smacked the shit out of him. Then he said, Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Like, we saw it, brother. Then the next thing he said was, uh, he, well, this he is the, this is the greatest night in entertainment television ever. Yeah. Right? And that's when Will Smith was like, keep my wife's name out your mouth. Out, out your fucking mouth. Which, that's when I start to get scared. At first when I seen it, I was like, what? Is this real? Hmm. And then when they cut to him and he is like visibly upset. Like, I don't know if I would have ever thought I'd seen Will Smith look like that. Yeah, I was having a conversation about it with um, Ashley Russian. And he, like, it's literally like, like, how much would you have bet, say, the night before, that that would not have happened? Like, if somebody came to you, like, hey, man, I bet you, bet you $1,000. Yeah. Pretty much any amount. I put of all money. the money I have. Like, like no, like, Will Smith is no, not interrupting Will. the Oscars. He's, it's his first Oscar, and he no, might Willard. get it. Right? Yeah, well, Will, wow. that West Philadelphia born and raised came up out of that boy. The, but, um, the scariest thing is that like when they show Jada right after he made the G.I. Jane joke, mm-hmm. she did not think it was funny at all. And mm-hmm. she didn't even have like it in her to do the little fake laugh. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> move on, motherfucker. She looked dejected and rolled her eyes She's at like, it. this motherfucker. Will was laughing, though. Mm-hmm. So Give I don't know chuckle. if he was doing the fake Hollywood laugh and then realize oh shit i like what happened between that when they cut away to him and he's telling us oh shit here comes did he say here comes richard yeah Uh uh-oh richard yeah because that's what he's playing and then he's and then he's walking up yeah so would you like me to tell you what happened oh please do okay he looked at his wife okay and he's seen how upset she was yeah i think there's even more juice to it there has to be and here's why I think so. Is it back to the 2016 thing? Perez Hilton dropped the 2016 awards in which Jada and Will, or Jada verbalized boycotting it because the Oscars was so white. Mm-hmm. Chris Rock then hosted it and his monologue dragged Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith and said things like, Jada boycotting the Oscars is like me boycotting Rihanna's panties. Neither of us were invited. Neither of us were invited. How do you boycott something you're not invited to? And then it cut to like white actresses laughing. Like, I know, right? 
Like that kind of thing. Yeah. So they hadn't been back to one. He's up for King Richard and they come. Now you have to understand. I see I've written for an award show, so I know a little bit of the ins and outs to this. For instance, by noon, every seat of influence, the front ten rows has a cardboard cutout of said person in it. Or their name against like taped against the seat. So you know who's sitting where. So as a host or a writer of the show, you know who you can make jokes on because they'll be front row, second row, third row, and able for the cameraman to find. Chris already acknowledged that the joke wasn't his. It was written by one of the writers on the writing team. But where I think the gray area or the what happened in between the six years is them not coming, there was some red tape saying, all right, we're going to come. We want to sit in the front row. And no jokes about us. We already heard enough stuff. No jokes. All the entanglement shit. Like you make one on enough. me, fine. You bring my wife into it in any way, shape, or form. That is a problem. And then Chris says the joke. And the reason why I say that and why I think it's backed up is because right after Chris says it, he sees her reaction, Will's reaction, and then he defends the little joke. Oh, that was just a little one. That was a little easy it's one. It's a G.I. Jane joke, which... Even if she weren't dealing with alopecia, and that's the reason why she doesn't have any hair right now, it I just didn't feel like it was funny. Well, it wasn't an alopecia joke. No, I'm just saying, like, that's why everyone's saying, like, okay, that was in bad taste for him to make a joke about her hair because she's dealing with alopecia, and that's why she doesn't have her hair. It's not because she chose to cut it off just to, as a fashion statement. Yeah, but that's why we don't know if taste. he knew about the alopecia thing. He didn't. So he said that afterwards that he didn't. But I'm saying... Take that out, and that's why there's so much backlash for the joke. Even if she doesn't have alopecia, she just did it because she's in fucking set it off and she moved to Mexico after robbing a bank. It still wasn't funny, which I'm glad you said, like, somebody else wrote it for him because, like, come on, man, you could have did better than that. Yeah, but when are you watching award shows and the host is cracking you up anyway? I don't. It's not the but funniest Chris form Rock, anyway. Chris Rock, come on, man. It, I'm, it doesn't matter. It's You're not about to watch an award show and just be rolling. First of all, the front 10 rows are all celebrities that didn't come to laugh anyway. Well, you should. Damn, no, that's the that point be, of having That would be dope, but it's it. everybody's a star. Like The way to do it and the way to take over that is to have a real stand-up set with warm-ups that are stand-ups, and then you get a transition from stand-up into the award show this was a comic coming out and and saying a monologue that had humor in it right he said jokes that were written by writers about people who were going to be sitting in front seats and i think and and they will felt like he crossed the line you feel like you crossed the line you've now embarrassed me my family and everyone i love and the, the whole production i'm on this whole thing is this is whole thing is a debacle now so since it's a debacle let's just keep it one i'm going to go up here and I'm going to address this. It's already it's already disrespectful. So let's get real disrespectful in here. That's just like, I there, there's has to be more than that. Because like to hold on to it for what, five? Since 2016? Well, yeah, there's more than that. Because, and at some point, they, sh they should have had a conversation. Like, bruh, why the fuck are you talking about us? Why did you drag us? You know, th there should have been a conversation since then. So why are they, is why is he holding on since? Another point that was made by uh, I'm not sure who the original person who was that made the post, but Jahil Hughley shared it and then said that part. But essentially, they said Will has been ridiculed and dragged by the pub, the court of public opinion, his own wife through the August Alcina stuff, through the cheating stuff, through all of that, and the court of public. This is a guy who wasn't on Instagram until recently. Right, and now he's just like... And then he's a meme that's crying. He's Will gone memes. viral like every other month. Right, so the animosity that builds in you for that opinion of you and the people who've been talking shit, but you can't see them, Chris Rock gave him a face to see, a face to hit. Something to give a physical response to all that. So when he said, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth, that first one was for Chris. And that second one was for the rest of us. There's also another suggestion out there. If you've read his book, then you kind of know that he's always kind of dealt with feeling cowardly, like not being able to defend. Like his mom got beat by his father growing mm -hmm. up a lot. And he wasn't able to. He never defended her like his brother tried to mm -hmm. and would like physically try to get involved. But on the other hand, Will would try and like to please his dad to make him happy so he wouldn't hit her. And in that way, he always felt like 
he wasn't man enough, this mm-hmm. air quotes. Um, so maybe this is him like I'm a man now. Yeah. I don't know. There's 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 lots of different we don't know. And I'm hoping that they talk about it in Red Table Talk. Well, that's gonna be the most watched Red Table Talk ever. And also Chris Rock and Kevin Hart just I'm pretty sure the lineup just switched on their tour. And Will just slapped hella sales through the box office for that tour. Oh, Chris is gonna have He's going to have to change the set for sure. <laughs> for sure. And the fact that he was able to still kind of like comment on it and like talk afterwards. He mm-hmm. did. I wonder like with things like that, like it kind of reminded me because I don't watch a lot of award shows like with Kanye going up and interrupting Taylor Swift's mm-hmm. uh, speech, her acceptance speech. Why don't they have any security? Is it just because they're all celebrities? They don't expect anybody to wild out. They don't need security. Like, why is nobody there? Or like, there's no ushers. <laughs> or is that just for the, church? N- no. So there's massive amounts of security. There's mass. There's police on hand. There's LAPD present. There's handlers for every talent, from hair, makeup, wardrobe to their own personal bodyguards for both Will and Jada. When they walked into the BT Awards that I wrote for Leslie Jones on. There was no less than 12 people walking behind. And that was just Jada in a gorgeous dress. There was people with laptops on phones. There was there was white people, Asians, a couple black people. Her homegirls were the closest to her. And then she walked in and took her seat and they all sat a few rows back. There's tons of people. But the thing about being a celebrity is it's about the moments, right? So the reason why somebody is relative or a household name is because of the moments you've seen them in or things that they've had where they capitalize on the moment. Moments like at the Steve Harvey Awards where uh, Mr. Brown, David, what you call it, was roasting with Lavelle Crawford. They went back and forth roasting and it made like this golden moment, right? Remind Uh, me, I feel like I kind of remember, what were they like going on about? Just like roasting on each other, right? They were just roasting each other. Okay. And then Kirk Franklin somehow got brought into it. And then Kirk Franklin came up and he said his little joke. And then that was pretty much what ended it. But I feel it, like I, yeah, I remember It was that. a big moment. Mm-hmm. Like, it's about the moments. It's about, you know, the speech where the person cries. The speech that goes over. The speech that, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's about those moments. So when Chris Rock says a joke about Will and then Will gets up, you don't know if you're about to get uh, Will Smith from Fresh Prince, Will Smith from Bel Air, Richard, uh, Venus and Serena's dad. You don't know if you're going to get Mike Lowry. Because he, he walked up really cool. Yeah. It, the, he didn't walk with any aggression. He didn't charge him. So I, I guess I could see it. Like, no one would have expected that. Even when he, he was take, up there he facing could, him. He could say, guys, let me see the mic. Chris Rock is the funniest comedian alive. I wish he wouldn't talk about my wife, but I think he's the funniest comedian alive. I'm going to go on tour with him and Kevin. I'm just going to do two minutes of show, but I'm going. What do you think about that, Chris? Since you want to talk about my wife. Yeah. There's a moment. It could have been like, it could have been any number of things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It could have been a noogie or some type of fake little whatever. Will could have had a comeback. You know what I mean? If, if she's going to do, if my wife's going to do G.I. Jane too, then, you know, you need to get ready to be another crackhead in New Jack Cities. You know? Or, hey, man, how about you make a hit movie and then walk off? Like, he could say anything. Yeah. But to assault a man on international television in front of no less than 40 cameras and in other languages. Like, the footage that people have of the whole thing is the Japanese feed. America cut away from it. America didn't hear Will yell out, fuck your wife. Right. They said they had, like, paused it or, like. They hit the feed. Yeah. And. They're hovering over the button. When it came back, it was bleeped out or whatever. Or it muted. Like you could still see, you could still see him saying, mm-hmm. "If you can read lips." But they handled it on the American feed, and the Japanese feed just kept going. They're <laughs> translating. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Fuck your wife motherfucking mouth. Like they don't know. Shut up. So that's what that's what like when I I posted Hollywood Unlocks feed of it, it got twenty five thousand views overnight. Yeah, because when I seen it, I was like, "Have you seen this?" And then it was the muted one. You kicked back. The uh, the real mean, shit. Oh, you mean this? That's how I did it. So, I mean, everyone has seen it. If you live in a rock, you probably don't know what we're talking about. We just kind of jumped into it, but... Well, if you don't, you can go to Mr. Nate Jackson on Instagram and see the Chinese feed or the Japanese feed or... 
Korean feed, I apologize for my Asian listeners out there. I don't know the language that's being spoken, but I do believe it was a Japanese feed. And you can see it. Unedited, raw, uncut. It goes from the slap that you have seen, and then shows the angle of Will going back to his seat, sitting down, and then yelling twice. And Lupita in the back, like, not knowing how to react. She didn't even know it wasn't real until he said... Keep my... No. The word fucking. Oh. The word fucking. That's when she was like, oh. (laughs) This is a guy who has built his career off of being the clean guy. Right. He didn't even cuss in his rap. Uh, he's on. Then he goes on there and yells that out. So in wrestling, this moment is called becoming a heel. Two type of wrestlers: good guys and bad guys. If a good guy ever goes bad, that's when they became a heel. Good guys don't wrestle good guys. Good guys wrestle heels. Will just went from good to bad overnight. Like he gave us full on Hancock. Yeah, and minutes later, he accepts an award. Twenty minutes later. <laughs> His first Oscar, after all of this acting that he's done, all these great performances he's had, yeah, he accepts it for the role of King Richard and Venus Serena's that story there. And now they're talking about possibly taking back the award. I think that's a, a reach. I saw a doctor saying like he could have knocked him okay, out, fell back, was... cracked his head. I'm team take it back. Here's the thing: you can't take back the work. You can't take back the quality of the film. The way the person accepts the award and doesn't do conduct, that should have a different set of rules than, like, you're going to have to accept it virtually since you don't know how to act in public. So give your speech from home on Zoom to the country. Congratulations, you won. He couldn't be with us here tonight because he doesn't know how to act in public. Like, it could be that, mm-hmm. but that's 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 illegal. That's, you know, and Chris isn't pressing charges. They already made up. Diddy was yeah. like, yeah, they're at the party. They were already hugged up. They're brothers. It's all good. Yeah, I mean, so for the sake of us talking about it, cool. But it's like, how are we going to assess it? Are we going to assess it like white Karens? Are we going to assess it like niggas that have seen some shit before? If they took back his award, they would get so much backlash. Because none of the fans are mad. Nobody's saying like, why would Will do such a thing? Like everyone's like low-key like, yeah, I could see why he would do that. Yeah, he just talked about his, his bald headed wife. And yeah. then his even in his apology, he says that was just too much for me. I can take the jokes, but emotionally I couldn't handle jokes about my wife balding and the illness that she's going through. And I apologize for my actions and with but do I sit through that? Do I sit through a bald head my your wife's bald headed joke? Yeah. What do you want me to do? Something, I don't know if it needs to be fisticuffs like that was. I tell you another thing though. I make fun of all kinds of stuff. One, you read the room. If I just finished talking about somebody or their partner, and the next thing that happens is they're getting closer to me, I, my hands aren't behind my back. Yeah. I'm on my defense. Like, he's going to have to disarm me as he gets closer. Like, no, I'm not going to do nothing. It's all good. Right. But, like, but I'm going to be like, the fuck, what you up? What, what, what <laughs> the fuck you coming up here for? You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm already defending my joke. It was a G.I. Jane joke. Come on, man. Fuck what he think about that joke. I said the joke. The joke is out there. If you like it, you don't like it, fine. But I'm not about to try and sell it over to you for how minimal it is or how it shouldn't have been. Because you're going to take it however. Right. You can't tell the anybody how to feel. The slap came regardless of the content of the joke, whether you laughed or you didn't laugh or whatever. People laughed at the joke. Matter but of fact. But they also laughed at him saying, I just got sla- uh Will Smith just slapped the shit Nobody knew it was real yet. That's the part that kind of made me sick. Like you can pull a nobody's punch. Nobody's reacting. Like nobody's doing anything. They're they laugh. Laughing it off because they didn't know it was real. And that's the thing. When they do award shows, they add gimmicks and things like that to it, to where you're like, "Oh, this is a part of the show." Do you know how many people have died on stage? No, I didn't know that. Was there's the there's performers that have died on stage because the audience is like, "Oh, is this a part of the thing?" Oh my gosh, that's really scary. But then you don't know. <laughs> You don't know. There's people who've committed suicide on stage. There's people who there's stuff that's happened on stage where any person could have ran out and grabbed them, but didn't know it was too late. D.L. Hughley passed out on stage, and nobody even realized he was going through whatever he's going through until he his last line was jarbled. His team knew like something's off. Yeah, get out there. But if you don't know and you're thinking it's all elements of performance and at an award show, there's gimmicks all the time. Not necessarily as much as the Oscars, but if you look at the ESPYs, you look at the BET Awards, they're down to add a little spice. Jamie Foxx hosted the BET Awards and he was calling people out of the crowd to come up and perform their songs with him. He had Donald Glover come up next to him, the Childish Gambino, and he's like, sing, do a little bit of the red bone, let's sing it together. 
Oh, I think I remember that. And it was yeah, like kind of cringy. It's hella awkward. Yeah. Because it because you try to be loose. You try to be like, all right, we're just going to keep it loose. There's too much talent in here for us to not present a dope show. You talk smack about Will Smith. Will Smith is approaching you. The last thing you're thinking is he's about to try and slap you and do what happened. Yeah. Hence, no Wranglers running out. Hence, us not cutting the American feed even sooner. Hence, Chris not even saying it because there's consequences. You don't say that about 50 Cent. You ain't making fun of uh, Floyd Mayweather's situation. Why? Because these guys fight. These guys will whoop y'all at. And it is clear they carry that machismo. Will has it. Will has disarmed that machismo over the years to be America's guy with the bright smile. Well, now he's a work in progress and he says it. Now, that's all the serious stuff of it. For fuck's sake, I'm a comic too, Brittany. Let me live. That nigga slapped the fuck out of Chris Rock. What are you talking about let you live? I didn't hold you back. Don't take it defensive. I'm just saying, like, I didn't do anything. She slapped. Oh, my God. I, I didn't got Chris. How you just going to Chris Rock me? Brittany, don't hit me no more. That's what it would sound like if she swung on me. I just want to have fun with it. You know what I mean? Everybody keeps asking me the serious stuff about, like, what, what are you going to do about security? Like, nigga, let me tell you something. I'm opening this weekend going, come up here and slap me if your stupid ass want. Oh, my God. I don't know. I feel like by the weekend, it's going to be like, ugh. No. Still talking about that? Because even now, like it just happened yesterday, we're recording at 8 o'clock at night, and it's already kind of a lot. It's even yes. come to like full circle. Like we've come to a resolution now. Which is fine, but is it a real resolution? Like they probably got to fight somewhere else or whatever. Like they'll figure it out. Well, it Will, seems like they aren't beef- beefing anymore. Yeah, but how many films did Will just have to put Chris in? <laughs> like we don't know what it was like nigga you just embarrassed me on international tv nigga something some retribution needs to be paid oh speaking of yeah um somebody my friend alexis said that there is a conspiracy theory that it's obviously circling back to like illuminati shit and that this was like part of a humiliation ritual for chris to be a part of the illuminati I don't know. She never gave me more information. Like, I I feel like they're both well established in their careers anyway. So, like, why would they be trying to get initiated into? So, Will was humiliated. Either one. They're both humiliated. Will, Jada, and Chris were humiliated. So, they wrap so like, all three of them up and say, you guys are inducted if you do this interaction. Or, like, Will had to do the humiliation to somebody else and then he got inducted. If Will Smith is an Illuminati already, I don't know at what point they're picking That's what people. I'm saying. Like, come on. Jesus Christo. I don't know. That's a lot. It's a lot. You know, and, and here's the thing. People, you'll say like, oh, it feels like it's already been talked about to death, right? But that's because you got your ear to the ground. You're listening to six or seven podcasts. You're on social media and all that. For our listeners that are just diving and listening to us or that love you so much they want to hear Britney's take on it, they're going to listen to it to hear what you got to say. I'm just saying not for us. I'm saying by the time you get to the weekend. Even then, like, do you know how many people went straight to 50 Cent's account? And what'd he say? 50 Cent's said, God damn, he got a chin on him. 50 Cent said that? I thought somebody else said that. 50 Cent. Boosie. Boosie, Diddy, 50 Cent. 50 Cent said, if you win an Oscar, you can act like this. When I win one, I got a few people I'm going to slap the shit out of. <laughs> so- you go to the profile to see what they got to say. People tuned in to listen to Shannon Sharp. Like, what is he going to say? Skip, skip. Let me tell you something. He hit me. I'm going to whoop that ass. I'm a, some, skip. The memes, the videos, they're funny. Oh, didn't you have like a song or something? I personally was on fire. Uh-huh. I just want to say that. And it was a lot going on at the time because I just put my headliner on stage and we were assessing whether or not it was a real slap. And then I just it just kept coming to my mind, the stuff. My first post was Tupac saying I didn't think he had it in him. No, your song. Let's get there. I took that down because I was like, you know, why bring up the, you know, the past dead ghost ex-boyfriend that Will was, you know, trying to top and fill that space. But it was good at the time. Got a thousand likes. How many? A thousand. Then the next post I made, huh? Will Smith holding the nebulizer from Men in Black that makes you forget things. And it says, nah, player, we're going to remember this one. That one I kept on there thousand likes that's some good content have you seen the meme where jada's like well tupac would have shot him yes like it's just not enough will (laughs) and then uh and then the song that i made and um 
for three hours, I tried to post it to Instagram and to TikTok. TikTok muted it, and Instagram uh, flagged it eight different times. And it's not that I tried to post the same video eight times, because I get the definition of insanity is to do the same thing over and over again and expect different outcome. What I did was I changed the pitch and the speed of it eight different times gradually, and it caught it every time. Like, no. Mason made the beat again. And it was like, no. So. Because that's copyright, right? Yeah. Sony was like, nigga, no. Yeah, because you're going to make money off of it. I don't know. It probably would have did good. <laughs> but uh, that's neither here nor there. Here's what is there, though. I'm going to play the song right here, right now, on the show. And hopefully you like it. It's definitely silly. And uh, yeah. Is this it right here? Here we go. Okay, that's not it. <laughs> hey, that sounds like our, our clip. I don't remember that. <laughs> uh, oops. <laughs> um, dang. Well, I guess just give me a second. Okay. Because well, while we at, wait, the, can the, we talk about we, one other thing that happened at the Oscars? We can, but I want to say another thing that's important about this is that this episode is virtually going to be unedited. Just want you to know that. So, these little gaps and pauses, this is organic and natural for you okay. to hear. So, um, Tiffany Haddish, did you see what happened with her? She was speaking with an interviewer. Um, she had a beautiful, I think it was like a green dress. Uh, and I'm loving the, the short blonde on her. So the lady was like, the interviewer asked Tiffany Haddish, she said, oh, so you did a costume change. And Tiffany got her ass together. Did you see it? What did she say to her? She was like, um, okay, I'm not going to do word for word, but I'll paraphrase. She basically told her, no, 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 no. This is not a costume. I am not acting. This is real life, boo-boo. Mm. This is an evening gown. Like she schooled her ass. And she's like, this is Dolce Gabbana. I paid for this. <laughs> You're not going to disrespect. She said, I am famous. <laughs> That's what she said. Yes. And the lady was like, oh, my gosh, you're right. I'm dying. I'm so sorry. Like, she was clearly embarrassed. But don't come for her. Don't. She She said, I already, <laughs> I wore my little uh, gown many times already. I, I got a new one. You better respect. Respect my gown. Mm-hmm. You ready? I think so. That ain't the right one. Well. But you get it. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, there was more than one. But the one that I, I had posted was, um, first of all, the flow was better. Two, um, who cares? I did it so fast that that was just like ridiculous. Yeah, and for you to come up with that much. Well, I mimicked his flow from the original song, too. Uh-uh. Well, yeah, if you listen to the song. I, li if you listen to the song, then yes, that's in my there. My brother was Men in Black for Halloween. I know the movie. I know the song. I was saying this for the Kristens out there. Wow. Don't come for Kristen and you want her to cook for you? She Kristen, can... don't cook for him. Kristen, wear black when you do it. Okay? You can be the woman in black. I'm assuming that she didn't know that that was the original Why? Flow. Why? Why would you think that? Like, she didn't have access to Men in Black? Not only black people watch Men in Black. Bullshit. There were white people Bullshit. in Men in Black. I went to the theater, all black people, and right. two old white people there for to see Tommy, whatever that was. All of the kids in America watched Men in Black. So am I wrong for saying the word Kristen and saying she wouldn't know it? 
Yes. All right, fine. I'll be wrong. Kristen, I'm sorry. I apologize for saying <laughs> that you don't know that. But in response to that, like you have to say that you do know it. Or we're taking your men in black card. Shut up. <laughs> you like that? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mimic the flow. And you get it. So was that all your thoughts on Will Smith? Mm, yeah. Because, you know, the next story is like devastating. And it's a hell of a segue to go from somebody getting slapped on national TV yeah. and celebrities to, you know, a, a death. But I don't know if you guys saw the footage. It, it was one of those videos where you have to, like, read a thing that warns you what you're going to see and then click see video to see it. But there was, like, a 14-year-old kid who was basically too big for the ride to clamp down all the way. And he was scared to get on the ride in the first place screaming crying and telling people tell my parents i love them because he thought you know he thought he could die which a lot of people getting on rides have that thought in their mind but that's the luster of the ride like you did it you were on there with the group it was it was wild it was crazy you lived the poor kid as this and this is it's one of the joints that go up real real high and bounce and then fly down at the ground and then stop and bounce and then go back up real right well it came down to stop and do the first bottom bounce and the kid slips out of the ride from 40 feet above as if he was thrown down at the and you can hear him hit like the gate then the ground it's just like pang and people are just screaming and in shock and trying to figure out is he okay he he actually did not make it it was just Totally devastating. But for those of you out there that ride all these roller coaster rides, like why? When I was younger, I'm still young. Sure. <laughs> but uh, like in high school, in middle school, I used to love the roller coasters. Why? Those were, it was the thrill. And of almost dying? I don't know. But as I started to get older, that shit scared the fuck out of me. I, all I could think of was like, wow, I could die. I could die right now. I could fall from up here. Oh, I could, the, the roller coaster flipping around, I could just be dropped out. So I don't do rides anymore. And I'm the same way. I remember Lake Fair down in Olympia, they had this ride where you would get on a swing, this long ass swing with maybe 50 other people. Oh, and it would take one. you up very high and spin you around. You're like flying over the Capitol Lake, like, and the rest of the entire, like, fair uh-huh that's one of the more chiller ones but still like you're hella high up true but your whole body weight and your life and everything is entrusting that the carney that assembled that ride out of the back of a semi-truck tightened the bolt on the screw that you're hanging on to by the chain of the of the swing the carney tooth be missing hands dirty hair Carnies muffled aren't even real thing anymore just be some young ass kids in high school working part-time no that's who they hire once they get here the carnies build those rides and go around with them oh i see what you're saying okay i'm talking about the guy and maybe and i don't want to drag carnies but i've never seen one that i that i was like oh that's all the teeth you should have well, I seen American Horror Story season on them, and I don't have a very good picture in my head of okay. them. Okay, so. so the guy that's like, step right on up, you can't hit this shot, you ain't gonna hit. That's who you gonna trust your life to? <laughs> step right on up, if you want to take a shot at the biggest teddy bear on the thing. No, I, listen, I go to Piala Fair, I just want to swing the big old sledgehammer and try to hit the bell at the top, see what prize we get. I just want to see the animals and get some snacks. I might shoot the little water gun so that the horses go by. I might like sit down, win a prize type of game, shoot the basketball. Cool. The Gravitron, I'm straight. He was 6'5". 14 he years old, 6'5". He was a football star. Yeah. And he couldn't get on most of the rides mm -hmm. because of his size. Mm -hmm. And... um. I guess they were saying that there was something wrong with like the clip or the harness or something. It couldn't connect. Like what the fuck? You're, you're aren't, don't they like double check? Like make sure. And that's what the girl says in the video that works for the place. She comes up to the guy that that was running the ride. Is like, did you check it? And he was like, yeah, I checked it. She's like, are you sure you checked it? Like uh, he's already on the ground, ma'am. Like what you say right now. And it was kind of the thing where they're saying is like, let's cover the park's butt by saying this out loud on this video. She's she's aware of the camera. It wasn't like a just complete. 
Like, I don't know what all's going on. And what like, happened? why are we worrying about that? And not, like, it took forever for the, somebody get, to say, call an ambulance. Call an ambulance. Let us offer the ride. Let us. And this is the thing. Like, we've been exposed to so much stuff that when this stuff is happening in person and live, we're, we're still processing. I, nah. We're still processing. And the guy who took the video, he didn't say a word. He was talking the whole time when he's like, oh, yeah, I'm taking a video. I'm going to see what their faces look like. And, you know, is it going to come around? Like, he's talking to the people the whole time. Mm -hmm. When the kid flies off of the ride and hits the ground, you can't hear him say anything. And he's in shock and just pointing the camera. (laughs) And that's what happens when your society turns into a voyeur society. It it goes back to the Will Smith thing, too. It's like. We all watched that slap and our mouths fell open. That's why you pay your security and your and your and your people, your bodyguards, to get their ass out there and not, and be reactive. There's football players who are in every play, a part of it, and then there's football players that are really just the closest fan to the ball. They're just watching it happen from the closest. Like nigga, fumble, dive on it. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And so, it, it it that's what starts to happen when we watch. So much content, so much content. Like we watch so many videos, so much content that you get you get overexposed to these things. So when we see something gory happen in real life, we're unaffected by the the images in front of us because we have been dulled by all of the Jasons and Halloweens and all that stuff to be like, oh, that wasn't that bad. I don't know. It's like, fam, like he's when... he's not alive right now. He's alive right now. But life is fleeting from him because he just got, not fell from four feet, not not fell from Wrong. 40 feet. And wasn't it like 75 miles per hour or something like that? Something like, ridiculous. Yeah. He was literally, I, I you know, throne was already said. And I don't think that's the word because throne is like a force where something kind of pulls you back and ties you. Now, this thing went up into the air. It used speed and then added speed, gravity, and then just stopped. Everybody on the ride's body went down. It's it's supposed to jar. You're supposed to get the simulation of a G doing it. You know, when you when you go certain G's, the goddamn thing wasn't buttoned down. It wouldn't clamp down all the way, and he slides out, and that's it. The only that's not even a silver lining, but the funeral has been paid for in full by uh, rapper YK Osiris, and people are raising money for the family, and the family is the family's going to do what the family needs to do. I mean, you have a kid that's six foot five, you know, 300 pound lineman, star uh, football player. You don't know how big, how far or what he was going to do or go or what he was going to add to his family's, you know, what? hell, even if it wasn't in football, he may have just used his football scholarship to to become an attorney. There's plenty of athletes that pivot. You will never know that life was snatched too soon and it was due to negligence. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's why I just I second guess all these rides. I drive by Wildways all the time. I'm like, who the fuck is still getting on them big dumb ass slides? Oh my gosh, the slides even scare the shit out of me. The slides are ridiculous, and the, and there's claustrophobia associated with it too. Oh, okay, no, I'm thinking about the slide at Pilot Fair when you go like in the potato sack and you go down. Mm-hmm. That's not as bad to me because like it's talking open about air like the tunnel slide. I'm talking about tubes. No. Open air is even worse because if you're going so fast and you fly up, like there's nothing to hold you down. Oh, everybody's flying up. But if you're in a tube and you fly up, what do you hit? Tube? All of it's not safe. It's like, who made it? Like, Yeah, I don't know. And they're just going, you're not tall enough to ride this ride. Well, the kid was obviously tall enough. That wasn't the issue. The issue was uh, girth and body mass. There's like, yeah, there's, there's a weight limit. Well, when you've been in a park all day with all your friends and you haven't been able to get on a single ride, you started saying that you weigh less. I've been that guy so that you can get on. It's just extremely unfortunate and then just devastating. I was I, I watched the video and then my mind went straight to the parents. Like, you send your kid off to have fun with a theme park and all that stuff where it's supposed to be safe. They're supposed to stay out of trouble. And you get the call that they, they out of everyone who's ever been on that ride ever, were slung at 75 miles an hour at the ground. Oh, my God. Oh, that's devastating. That's just sick. But, uh... You know, so I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm telling you guys this so that you can be uh, 
concerned and heed uh, roller coasters and stuff. What do you guys think? Like, are we are we punks right now for 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 that for taking this extreme situation, this outlier, and saying that's why I don't get on? But like, are now we I the feel people justified? Huh? Now I feel justified. Like yeah, I already sti- wasn't fucking with it. This is a good reason why. For sure, but that's an outlier. Look how many people get in the ocean every day, and then there's only so many shark attacks. Look how many people fly on planes every day, and there's only so many plane crashes. Like, we can justify it as an outlier, but damn if the fear didn't come true in front of us. And because of how much we watch videos, we saw it. It's one thing to hear, like, oh, man, somebody got hurt at Disney. Oh, oh yeah? You don't know what ride. You don't know nothing. You We watched somebody. You used to have to go to a blacklisted website to watch anyone die yeah now you faces can of Twitter. death or something like where'd like, you see the video uh on instagram it just oh. had a thing that said click to see video oh, warning this Twitter. has sensitive content but i'm just saying when i was younger like and like, and it was really like the crazy kids that were on there looking at that kind of stuff they were like faces of death <laughs> like the goth kids the ones that were all with the dark side of things would be like slow down and look at this <laughs> and you're looking at like the Nicaraguan president blow his brains out behind a podium. It's like, come on, why are we? Why are you showing me that? I can't forget that. Ew. Right? But why did you just tell me that? That, I can't forget that it was Venezuelan. It was the Venezuelan president. But I'm saying that to say now that stuff is just for our ready consumption. Like I watched that from my bed. I wasn't even up yet. I just click see video and I'm like, oh, what's this? Oh my god, I can't unsee. I'll never get on a ride like that in my life it's not a thing and it affected my kids grandkids great grandkids all of them yeah, the ability to go hop on, on that, that shit, shit. <laughs> y'all can go uh maybe some bumper cars i ain't heard of no accidents on bumper cars y'all, y'all get on can those. do the little spinny cup yeah little teacups mm-hmm. let's oh. just go do mini golf oh merry-go-round i, I ain't no wrong with that all of that's fine mm-hmm but it's just devastating to see that, man. So that was in um, Orlando, and YK Osiris is a rapper that stepped up and said he's paying for the funeral. And that's really, a, that's really a dope gesture for someone who's completely unrelated outside of the situation and has some money. I don't know what his funds are like, but to just say, I will cover this, that's just a complete, in the midst of all of that, on all of the just fuckery and pain that the family is dealing with, for yeah, someone to step in and be a, a blessing relief. in that way. Yeah. So um, cheers to YK Osiris. Yeah. Um, you know, in the spirit of m- more violence. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> what did you pick? Um, uh, Mike Tyson mm-hmm. was enjoying a comedy show, mm-hmm. and there was a guest there who approached him and was like, "Come on, man. I just need, I just need my my few minutes." Did it stop? No, go. Oh, I just need my few minutes of fade. Come on. I need a fade. It was like challenging him to a fight. Right. Mike Tyson. And so uh, security comes up to him, tries to escort him out. Um, and he's not trying to go. So it gets to the point where like they push him. And when he comes back, he pulls up his shirt and pulls a gun out. Mm-hmm. And he has a gun pointed at Mike Tyson. And Mike Tyson is calm. Yeah, because Mike Tyson is like, brother, I've already lived the full life. This is it. This is it. Yeah, he didn't care. But he ended up somehow calming down the situation and gave him a hug. Mm-hmm. That's a goddamn juggernaut. Was he a world champion boxer at 24? Baddest motherfucker on earth, Iron Mike Tyson? You pull a gun on him when he's an old man that's seen it all, done it all, sitting on millions and millions of dollars in property and just enjoying peace and life and his weed and his pigeons that's who you pull a gun on speaking of i'm trying to get some of them um pigeons them ears oh yeah the edible ears or whatever they are why did my mom tell me about those well i don't think mike tyson made that what is it mike tyson's weed edible ears yeah i think it's his he owns it yeah, well, let me Google it. Cause you know how question- disrespectful that is to Evander Holyfield? Yo, he did. <laughs> <laughs> and he beat the man's after- ear off and then sold the damn thing. And even after, my mom told me, like, there was some, like, older white people at the grocery store behind me talking about it. I was like, what the hell? Everybody know about these damn ears? They're like, yeah, you heard about the gummies? <laughs> Mike Tyson ear gummies. 
That is terrible. Poor Evander Holyfield. I wonder where he's at. Last thing I saw from him, he was fighting in a celebrity boxing match that he had no business being in. Rick Ross lives in his house now. And Mike Tyson is oh. selling weed versions of his ear that got bit off in a fight. Mike Tyson is selling ear-shaped edibles called Mike Bites. And they already have a piece bit out of them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Evander Holyfield going to have to Will Smith the shit out of him. That's what's going to have to happen. Damn, that's... It's one thing to take the worst moment of your career in your life. It's another thing to take it and make it a product and sell it. And you got people in the stores talking about it. Now, let me ask you something. Oh. How come them two white women that you heard at the grocery store can't know about it? Why did you feel like them saying that made you feel like everybody knows about it? Like, damn, they heard about it? Um, I Kristen just... heard about Men in Black? Same energy. I just... Same because they're older, and I guess when I think of older people, I don't think that they're like into edibles. Or it, maybe they didn't know that they were edibles. I know my mom knows about edibles because I eat them. But these ladies didn't look like they knew about edibles. Mm. But maybe they did. I don't know. I'm, I was judging. I'm a judger. And you call me when I make jokes and jest with judgment as an undertone. Just call out any other white person. Don't call out my white person. Mm, mm, mm. You have a white person. <laughs> How about that for things that got said on today's episode? <laughs> I'll take what the fuck for 500, Alex. Okay. So what's the craziest thing that's happened at a comedy show for um, you? I've had somebody come up and want to talk into the mic as well. Like, you know, they thought that that was a moment to be like, I got jokes too, nigga. Let me come. Don't just roast me. Let me say something. Come on, brother. And I did that, but they tried to get the mic out your hand and all that. I let it happen, and the moment passed, and um, you know the guy sat back down. He wasn't necessarily humiliated or nothing, because after I tore his ass out the frame, I told everybody to clap it up for him for having the heart to come up there in the first place, and for no one else to come do that shit. You know, I've seen. I think I've showed you like a video where the comedian rubbed somebody the wrong way and. Somebody from the crowd went up and actually started fighting him. Has anything like that happened that you have seen or witnessed? That's Steve Brown. No. Absolutely. It was Steve Brown, the Chuckles, and I think Nashville. And the guy got on stage and he ended up swinging the mic stand at him. And they were up there for like almost four minutes trying to like boxing with each other no i don't think that was the one i seen because there's like that one and then dude. there's another one where the comics talk to the young guy and and the guy stands up that's the one you're talking about where yeah. the guy was like oh all my fans act like they're gonna do something the dude just smacked him and then left yeah 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 no i mean these are things that we see i've seen <laughs> the craziest thing i saw live at a comedy show tk kirkland was on stage and scruncho showed up it was at the comedy store on a tuesday night for uh, it was when Bob Sumner had Tuesday Night Laugh Mobs Tuesday night. And Scruncho had paperwork or something where TK had uh, told, he was he said something to the police about Scruncho or something like that. But Scruncho went through some shit where he was at home and the cops came to his door and shit. And he, they, they were sent by TK. I don't know what led up to it. I have an idea. I've heard hearsay, two or three things, but to keep from getting re-messy in the story, I'll just say Scruncho showed up with said document in the air during TK set and was like, nigga, you's a bitch, nigga. That's why you on paperwork. Walked up to the stage, dropped the paper, and I remember the paper floating because, you know, paper doesn't just fly straight down. It, like, wafts to the left, wafts to the right, wafts to the left, and then it settles. He dropped it, and it did it with left, right, left, and before it even hit the ground, the two of them were scrapping. Like, Scruncher was trying to get on stage. TK wouldn't get off the stage. So then when they finally got to each other, Scruncher pulled him down off of the stage. Then he punched him all the way, and he... he it was he punched him and he went back about 10 15 feet into all the tables the people a banister like and it sounds like a brawl it was just those two if if scruncher wanted that to be brawl a brawl more people if scruncher wanted that to be a brawl or that to turn into more it could have he was coming to make a point it turned into a fight it was because tk met the aggression here's the thing at everyone that was there i reacted while other people just watched How'd you why react? was i the one 
with my hand against Scruncho's chest and against TK's chest. I'm in the middle. There's staff, security, and all that. I'm like, nigga, chill. Chill. Why? <laughs> then security grabs TK and push him out one exit, and then Scruncho's on the other side. And Are you saying, like, why out of security and staff? Why out of a pack room, security, staff, and all that? And, and was I legitimately in? People tell you that they saw fights and stuff. People tell you, oh, you know, we broke that up. No. Nigga, why was my, I'm talking about, I'm, I'm separating these two guys. And actually, Scruncho was the one that went out the side door, not TK. Absolutely ridiculous. And they lost the night. That night ended because of that. There was a fight at the Lotto Show. On stage? Nah. I went to the big Lotto Show in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And actually, it was a good night. Every When Sean and I got in there, I was like, Wow. This crowd is very diverse. Mm-hmm. It's she's a, she's a rapper. Mm-hmm. If y'all don't know Big Lotto, because I really did, I wasn't really familiar with her music when I went. That's Mulatto, right? Um, well, now her name is Big Lotto, but it's the same person. Yes. Okay. Um, Saucy Santana opened up for her. There was somebody else that opened up for him. Well, opened up before him that I didn't know who it was. Anyway, you're thinking city girls kind of crowd. Give a fuck about a nigga. Yes. So there were there were the city girls there, and then there were your um bad bitch gays. What is that? Like full face of makeup, halter tops, um heels, like bad bitch gays. They were men though. Yes. Okay, got you. I see what you're saying. Um there was like They be having some fire ass eyebrows face was beat mm-hmm. like damn i could have did a little bit more i could have contoured that's the part i'd be recognizing that they have so much makeup like their faces are done done up yes some of them are done up and they're not even they still retain their masculinity but they are beat i think that's my favorite is when they have like a full beard and then like they still have like a beat face i mean i don't have a favorite i just thought that the eyebrows that's my favorite beat. when they do that yeah i I'm not saying that it's also yours. I'm just saying. I'm just saying for I'm the sake of uh, contrast so the listeners understand, like, <laughs> you kind of have an affinity towards that stuff to be like, hey, boo, and all that. And I'm like, I see you play from right where I'm at. And then there was, like, random white people there that didn't look like they listened to hip-hop at all. Mm. Like, not even hippie vibes, just kind of, like, just rando. Like, what? Okay. But everyone's having a good time. Everyone was singing dancing vibing all the girls like oh you're so pretty no you're pretty like it was a good time and then and then at the end while we were all filing out i don't know why it was taking so long for everyone to get out i was telling one of the boys it's like okay you're the moment you're in heels hella high heels with like studs or diamonds on them oh thank you yeah Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden Everyone's looking to the right. There's a fight breaking out. Two girls. And he hurdles over the barrier. Like, I'm doing it like. The one that was in the moment? Yes. In heels? It was one of his bitches. He had to go run and defend or break up. I don't know what it was. Mm. But there was a fight at the concert. Usually be girls. Well, it was a lot of girls there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of gay boys, and just like a couple, like of it looks like probably booze that got dragged there by the girls. Right. Yeah. Usually be the girls. That's why I smash your man. Tell your man to get out my DMs. Yeah, they're probably in that Facebook group. Yeah. Who man is this? Mm-hmm. She's trying to holler. Yeah. So um, that's interesting that there was a fight there, but that's the craziest thing that I've seen at a show. But that wasn't even my show. Um, next story I'm going to segue into. I think. There'd be a lot of less fights between women at concerts and in general and arguing and all that stuff if this happens. Mm-mm. There's a male contraceptive pill that's been found 99% effective. I said interventive. Whatever I was just trying to say. I don't know what that was. <laughs> male contraceptive pill found 99% effective in mice with no observable side effects, which means they've gone to clinical testing and then they'll get a target group and all that. We're about to have... Male men are gonna have a pill. They're trying to find human testers now. Yeah, they're gonna there's gonna be guys lined up. Like I don't want any more kids. I'll take you it. You think so? 
Uh, yeah. I think that men are going to be irresponsible. They're going to be like, oh, I'm in the pills, so now I don't have to wrap it up. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that doesn't mean you don't still have an STD. Like, you still need to be safe. You can't just be dipping your stick in everybody. Right, but... That's nasty. Wrap it up. Got it. PSA. But let's just go off of what really is already happening in the streets, right? Like, fellas, like, you on birth control? Yeah, I am. I'll bet. Raw. That's what you're thinking right away. Yeah, and I don't like that thinking. I'm just telling you how that happened. You're thinking, all right, well, there's no children as a consequence of this interaction let's get it going versus you know well i know my record you know your record we should be good we're healthy we're safe let's take the that's how it's going to be used in general consumption you can't trust dudes to just be like all right bet i'm taking a i'm taking a pill she's taking a pill no kids are possible let's get it on i also don't trust that because men barely know how to wash their ass let alone take a pill every day what's the point i mean this is for uh, a couple who doesn't want to have children yet to make sure that they can have um, unprotected sex without having to have a kid and they're monogamous. Or a w- same situation, a couple where the woman, where they're done having children and the woman wants to let her body breathe of uh, birth control and hormones and stuff like that. And like, okay, now it's your turn. Instead of getting a vasectomy or getting your tubes tied. Yeah, I think the same rules apply. It's just the onus is on the male gender now for the first time. This is a very, very uh, groundbreaking concept to Mm -hmm. say, let's shift the paradigm some. Right now, uh, women are virtually responsible for uh, keeping things disease-free, keeping things from kid-free, and then guys are the ones that are nonchalantly going raw and busting and everything and making all these baby daddies everywhere, right? This is like, here, Mr. Negligent Man, take this and let's cut down on the possibility of kids. I think it's interesting. I think I think that um, us talking about it and how much has been you know, spoken about is that it, I think it'll actually be successful. I think um, a lot of men are going to oh, like, uh, I think they'll corner the market if it does something like if it's Viagra and you know what I'm saying? What? If it's Viagra and a contraceptive. Why are you worrying about Viagra if you're trying to take birth control? Like obviously you don't need the help getting it up or keeping it up if you're worrying about birth control. Oh no. Um Viagra's a performance enhancing drug it's not just because you're uh impotent or phallic or what a phallic and you can't get like why do you need performance enhancement like are you a porn star like what okay if you're gonna be in an orgy like maybe like why do you need an enhancement and it's for hours isn't it it can be i mean it's on the box saying if this lasts for more than six hours you need to go see a physician immediately but I think it's safe to assume. But I think. Yeah. Let's keep it a buck because. It, it's never safe to assume anything. No, nah, it's safe to assume that most men, if they could or would or whatever, they would take something that would make them last longer, be harder, be stronger, and do a better performance in the bedroom. If that wasn't the case, it wouldn't already be a best-selling drug. At the end All of the right. day, this was supposed to help people with their hearts, and dicks got hard. And then it just it changed everything. How do men feel about birth control if they have to deal with the same side effects that women deal with with birth control? Yeah, because I heard Depo makes people fat. Okay. Weight gain? Mm -hmm. That's what you're worried about? There's acne, Mm -hmm. mood swings, Mm -hmm. just random ass spotting. Mm -hmm. Maybe not like spotting, but maybe it's just like heavy ass bleeding and uncontrollable. Like you don't know when it's going to stop. Okay. Really bad cramps and body aches. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, and this is just with some birth controls, like that shit gets lost in you, and it, it can cause infertility and. Well, like Nuva rings. Um. Uh. I was thinking more so of the. Um, IEDs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, there's a lot 
of responsibility with taking the birth control as well. It's, not, it's just not, you just pop a pill. There are some side effects that you're going to have to deal with. And I wonder, how do you segue from a mouse to being okay to human? That's like, that's a huge leap, I feel like. It is a huge leap, but they take other steps before that. But it goes to clinical trials, and they have target groups that they'll take. Clinical pre- trials, what does that mean? It's where they run a trial at the clinic. What the fuck? Where? The clinic that in they a, choose. In a mouse, in a human. No, in humans. People exactly. have to volunteer. So how do you jump to from a mouse and say, okay, I think we're there's, safe to test it on a human? There's certain animals that are like the canary in the mine. You familiar with the canary in the mine? Oh no, I thought you were going to explain it. I am now because I thought, but I thought that was like a known thing. But so, just like when I say, "Oh, you know," you're like, "Well, the listeners know, I know." Right. So that's my voice. <laughs> Shout out to that being how I sound to her. So, carbon dioxide or carbon monoxide is a, there's like a deadly gas that you can't smell or know if it's in the air. Monoxide, because that's what that... Carbon monoxide. So when you're mining, they can be mining, and then somebody hit a crack or a crevice, and then carbon monoxide is leaking into the thing, and then all the miners die. And back in the day, they didn't have, like, gauges or fire alarms or anything where they could just hold in the air and it tests and tell you if the levels of carbon monoxide were safe in the air. But canaries die from it much sooner than a human can. So they had a canary in a cage, and they would take it deep down into the mine. If the bird was dead, we got to get the hell up out of here. That's the canary in the mine. Oh, in the mine. M-I-N-E. I thought you said mind. Did you eat one of Mike Tyson's ears? I wish. Well. I tried to do that one time, guys, and Nate delayed our podcast when I, I timed it perfectly, and then I fell asleep. So... Cool. So the reason why they're testing it on mice is because they have like a their digestive system. They're in past when they test medicines on mice. If you get past those trials and all the mice aren't dying and they aren't catching any side effects in mice, then they move on to the next thing. Well, thank you. I didn't actually expect to have an answer. Why you asked me then? Well, I was just throwing it out there like, hmm, this is what my mind wonders. I didn't think that you had an answer. Well, yeah. Cool. You're welcome. So, that's everything that we have for today's episode. Oh, I just want to tell you guys, if anyone cares about the books I'm reading, um, I just finished The Art of Racing in the Rain, mm. which was so cute. If you guys like dogs, definitely read this book. It's it's a pretty easy read. Um, I think it's only like 300 or something pages. So, I was able to read it within like a week or a couple weeks. Um, She's flexing on y'all. Nah, and like I've only been able to read this consistently because I have like my own little tiny book club, just me and one other person, and we meet every week, me and Angie, and um, we talk about the books, we, you know, we set chapters or like however, like parts we want to read, and we'll talk about it every week, so it's been really nice, it holds me accountable, so I've been reading a lot more than I normally would have just by myself, and... Mm -hmm. But are you going to talk about the book club? Oh, so the book, um, the book club or the book? Because I was talking about the book club. Both. So the book, definitely recommend if you guys just want a cute little easy read, if you're about to travel or you're going to sit by the pool, um, and if you love dogs. And I'm not into race cars, but they're, the main character is a race car driver, and they throw like some race car shit in there, but it's like, like life shit too. Like, ooh. You accelerate in life like you would accelerate on the track. Shit like that. Bars? Yeah, I was... Mm, was Whose book club is it? It's mine. Okay. Who picks the books? Where's the suggested reading coming Oh, we from? just decide... Well, at first we're like, oh, let's find a book to read. But then we realize we have hella books in our bookshelf already that we haven't read and we want to read. So now we're starting to just go through and pick whatever books we have on ourselves already that the both of us would like because mm. i kind of like reading obviously black girl shit it usually has to be about something black girl black girl shit or um like scary stuff like thrillers mm. which i like watching tv like that too but angie doesn't like thriller shit or scary shit so you know 
here we are reading so, about dogs so is it an open invite or are you just telling them to check the book out on their own um just check it out on your own okay <laughs> it's hard enough coordinating a book chat between us two right i can't imagine adding anybody else but if you guys are looking for books to read i just want to let you know what i just read and i loved it so Brittany's book list starts with the art of racing in the rain well it started with um from scratch which i told you guys about last time who are the authors Mm. Oh, and uh, The Art of Racing in the Rain mm -hmm. is based in Seattle. Mm, that's why there's rain. Yeah. Got it. Do you have anything? Yeah. Super Funny Comedy Club this weekend. I'm actually going to be headlining, which is kind of rare. I usually headline on the roads. Um, other than filming my sizzle special or special, I haven't headlined the club in over... I don't even know if I have. Maybe on over New a year. Year's? Huh? On New Year's? That night, yeah. Okay, New Year's. So, uh, here we are, four months, three months past that. But that was one night. You're lying. And then there was another time that you... You'd be forgetting. Am I forgetting? Yeah, there was another time before that, after... Right when, when we first, first opened... opened. No, yeah. there was another time after that before New Year's. Mm, okay. Well, so in a year and a half, I'll be headlining for the third time at the club. I felt I felt like New Year's was a special event. Like, I don't know if we went that hard for New Year's. We just kind of did it and then... I feel like that was the funniest I've seen you. Thank you. What the fuck? What? Great episode, guys. Check us out on Instagram at Super Funny Comedy Club or at Mission A. Jackson or at The Afternoon Squeeze or at Brittany Free. Good Toodles. listens. Oh, good listens. I like that.